are we supposed to do, huh? Because he's cleaning the gun with no bullets. Yeah, that's the plan. I'm just like a little boy playing with his dick when he's nervous. about going, we going there, soon as we touch down, you know it's on there, been spending the money, like we don't care, and when them boys come, it's last off. thing you go ahead, how to show it all, how to grow it over, how to turn that down before the other boys start rapping, before he ruined Jadakiss verse, Jadakiss said, it's me then cancer, mm, it's easy and you are, that's crazy to jump from Jadakiss to cancer, Mm, it's easy and you are. Listen, yo, if you can hear the sound of my voice right now, if you're looking at my face, that can mean one thing and one thing only. You are locked into the cruise control. <laughs> Episode 90. I know many guys can know. You already know. It's the board dev cruise. <laughs> Sitting to my left, the one and only, the boy Dave Cruz. I'm just gonna be like nom, 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 nom. off camera, the one and only, Poppy Lex. I just hit a nigga in the head with a ooga booga booga. That bitch suck my dick, it's all like ooga booga booga. The man, the myth, the legend himself, the man behind the camera. I even see it. I even see That's never gets old. I didn't see it all. Don't want Bendito's back. Bendito is in the building. He's got the full Philly down. People don't see it, but we we quietly did a Philly sports theme today. I got the soccer team, you got the Eagles, and Benny has the Phillies. And what what Alice got, Dave? What team? Uh, Yeezy team. <laughs> team Yeezy work. Okay, Poppy Alex. He got but, the Yeezy slides that look like a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 <laughs> place they visited or something like that. It looked like Sickle Cell or something like that. All the holes in them. Yeah. That joint, yeah. Definitely an alien helmet or something like that. It's giving me vibes. It's giving. It's giving, but they still cost a lot of money, though. Yeah. But listen, episode 90, we feeling fresh today. David got the fresh Jordans on, you know what I'm saying? Little Jersey. It's all time. <laughs> <laughs> That one is snuck up in there in his belly time. Dude, man. <laughs> the one one don't want to go down. Chill. <laughs> it's just this is how it's made. It's like an accordion. Just keep going back up. <laughs> and what you got? A Philly Union shirt? I got a union shirt. I saw one soccer game and I'm a Philly fan now. Let's get it. <laughs> soccer time. Bend it like Becky. <laughs> what was it? Bend it like Who's Becky. Who's their best player? The union? The yeah. jo- the boy that's banging Megan the Stallion. What's nah, his name? Nah, he's not on the Philly team. Their best player is a goalie, and his name is 
number one or something. <laughs> you, his name is number one. <laughs> He's got like a number on the back of his jersey. Nah, you I said don't. Taylor Swift was the top top five female artist. You don't even know a single song from her. <laughs> Yo, you got a Philly Union shirt. You don't know a single player. This boy a hater, man. Stop hating, Davis. Episode ninety. It's been ninety episodes of hate coming from this no, side of the area. Ninety episodes of truth. <laughs> So I hateful. just tell the truth about you. Listen, Dave, we we gotta start. We gotta stop hating. We gotta start. We gotta start showing love to the team, man. It's episode ninety, Dave. We it used to be me and you, episode one in the basement. Bad audio, bad quality. First episode was about uh about DMX, and now we on episode ninety. We got a, a team here with us now. We got cameras and lights. You should to be everybody, happy. To everybody listening, I am happy. To everybody listening, we are just ten shows away from a hundred. That's crazy. You didn't do the math. <laughs> Um, so excited for this hundred episode, Dev. Quick math. Um, I would say we've been killing it so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As of late, we've been yeah. on a hot streak. Yeah. Remember that day Alex texted us in the group chat? Right. He was like, "Yo, y'all are so hot." Yeah. We was like, "Pause." That's true. But he's like, "Y'all been killing it. You've been frying it." He said he's been slapping his knees nonstop for the last month and a half. One time, Alex twenty four seven. Like he'd be asleep and be like. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the one time Alex sent the voice recording And it was him Listening to the podcast And then him laughing Into the phone Real loud For like six minutes It's <laughs> a, a laugh recording That's how much fire We've been on It's been It's been fun man 90 episodes in We got more and more to More and more to go With the cruise control But Dave we You know we're talking About episode 90 We, we gotta dip back Real quick to episode mm-hmm. 89 mm-hmm. Baby mm-hmm. Episode 89 you know, Benny showed us his, you know, his love for aliens. Hey, yeah. Oh, I thought he was about to say something else. <laughs> this boy, he does. He want me to say <laughs> something Benny else. He in his bag. <laughs> he wanted me to say something else. Benny showed his love for the aliens, Dave. Mm-hmm. So we had to talk about top five urban legends that we believe in. You know, vampires, Godzilla, Bigfoot. Yo, this one was a. Uh, I got some 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 feedback on this. Go ahead. What'd you get? What'd you hear? Well, first I'll start um, after the episode. Last week, I went by the house just to to visit mom and pop. Pop was so mad. He was like, why didn't y'all have me on this episode? Really? Y'all don't know nothing about conspiracy theories. You know he loves conspiracy (laughs) theories. Pop is a conspiracy. He thinks because he watched the History Channel for six hours a day (laughs) that he knows everything there is about conspiracy theories. He's like, you know they found the Chupacabra? (laughs) It was like a dog hybrid. And they, they studied it and they said it was eating. I'm like. Leave me alone, man. <laughs> you know, Chupacabra is really the Jersey Devil. I was, <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring you on to talk about conspiracy theories. We were just goofing. Yeah, yeah. I said Godzilla. <laughs> nah, he was serious about Godzilla. That's why people was people was clowning you on the socials, man. They said they Dev win easily. Did you win this week? I think I did. Okay. Man, I can't even go through the no, comments. No, no. I can't even go through the comments. That's Just, cool. That's cool. I'm happy for you. Can't even go through the comments. Listen, go ahead. Go ahead. Listen to this John. Go a little bit. Listen to this John. Dev wins this one easily. Mm-hmm. Easily. The word easy was said. It wasn't even a task. I fried you. Mm-hmm. Somebody simply quoted, it's Dev. That's it. It's just Dev, Dave. You a hater. Stupid name. Yo. <laughs> it's Dev. <laughs> What's up, Dev? Is cool. It's Rev Dev, Dev. Is, a, is a corny name. It's Rev Dev. Get it right too. I'm a man of God. Was that it? You got two votes. Uh, oh, let me check. Uh, let me check YouTube real quick. But on the on that was on um Instagram. Okay. So on Instagram, I did get a couple votes. 
Let's see if we got anything on YouTube in the comments. Um, people saying uh, Dave's shirt is too little. <laughs> I'm glad you are amusing yourself. No comments on YouTube. No comments on YouTube. Just on just on Instagram. So two votes. Okay. That you happy about that? Yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm ecstatic. A win is a win, baby. Benny said he was gonna vote for me too. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like. First of all, Benny was nodding hard last week uh, yeah. at everything I said. So I think he agreed with my logic. Yeah. yeah. I just felt my, like my logic was tough. And I think... He did a yes so hard. <laughs> I wonder if people voted for you because of... Like an ostrich going into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if people voted for you because they liked your your cre- your mythical mine's, beings Mine's more. Is more realistic. You said Godzilla. No. You said Godzilla and Frankenstein. A, a story, a children's <laughs> book. <laughs> like, says, because pirates don't lie. <laughs> Yo, and a bottle of rum. This boy said pirates don't lie, so it's gotta be true. Dracula, Dracula's not worse than than that. Dracula is feasible. I feel like they all in Transylvania. A boy with long teeth, and, and he turns you into a vampire. Godzilla's basically a T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> There's bones that show T Rexes is real. One couldn't have lived. Not they. <laughs> the, the, I was giving you the look like this boy dumb. No, and, is and, you dumb boy? All right, all right, we don't have to rehash it. <laughs> Congrats on your win. <laughs> Congrats. And then the question of the week was, um, d- um, do uh, are we the only ones in this universe? Mm. And we got one comment, and it was a it was Benny. He wrote ten pages. <laughs> <laughs> Benny commented for everybody. Mm. It was yes with a thousand S's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Aliens, aliens, aliens. Y A S. Nah, but that was the um, top five from last week. I won. You feel me? Praises to they hit me up with a thank you. <laughs> Take me to your leader, Earthlings. We in the building. You feel me? But Dave, listen. Last week was fun. What we got this week, man? Let, no, let no, me, no. Let me... I'm going to stop you right there. Last week was fun. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. Two out of the out of the out of the four cruise controllers. Mm-hmm. Man, we was at a concert, baby. Wow, really? We was at a concert. Who was that? Oh, you yeah. and Benny? Me and Benny. It was it was me. What concert Dave. you went to? Come on, Benny. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me. <laughs> Let me hook you up with something nice, Dave. You feel me? We had to go to the. Y'all one- went with each other, like you call- you bought tickets together. No, I bought tickets yeah. earlier in the year. Benny happened to buy tickets, and then we just okay, met up separate. Yes, yep. itinerary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I yes, thought y'all yes, was yes. just growing up. I'm at this point. Me and Alex need to figure out a concert to go to. At this point, y'all going to a what concert? Lil Uzi Vert. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Too rare. Oh yeah, too rare. One. <laughs> too rare. But y'all gotta know how to dance and stuff like. We gotta that. put powder on our shape ups. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Dave, this is how this is how me and Benny was at the concert, bro. Yo, Benny was cleaning the aisles, bro, during the concert. <laughs> you ever seen that episode of SpongeBob where he's sweeping and everybody's cheering him? <laughs> That was Benny on stage. Llama. Listen. You and me, we made a vow. Me and Benny was crying in each other's arms right now. At this point in the concert, it's tear time. You feel me? So you I can't believe you left. 
huh? Sam Smith. Oh. We went to a Sam Smith wow. concert, bro. I it was can't believe it. It was Tierra Masu because we was tearing up so much mm-hmm. we couldn't stop crying. All right. Yes. First off, <laughs> Tierra. <laughs> Listen. So we went with a large group, right? It was myself, Sam Smith. My, Why would you waste your money on that? Myself, our little sister, Cat um, and Harris with his lady, Benny with his lady. So we had a group of six of us. We went to, you know, we went, we met up before the before the uh, concert right there at Xfinity. You get in the line. It might be just you two in the line. At the Sam Smith concert. I got in the line. And it was just me and I used to line. It might be two pretzels in the line. <laughs> Yo, that that actually works perfectly for this, this segment. So we met up at Xfinity, got a couple drinks, ate some food, was chilling. Wow, it was a family affair. It was a, it was a family concert. affair. It was yeah. a family affair. We walking down. You feel me? On our way, Dave, we left Xfinity, right? Mm-hmm. On our way to the concert, because you know Xfinity and Wells Fargo Center are right next to each other. So it's just a quick block up to get to the concert. My Bendito's lady was getting hit on by some John, bro. Tell Ho- us about that. Hollered at her. Benny Fist yeah. was balled up. He started punching the window. Some, some John literally hung out of the window just to scream at her. Tell her she Dang. looked good. Bro. And you was there? Yeah, bro. No respect? Right no respect. Bro. bro, he was holding her hand and all that. She had to know. Wow. It was crazy. Some John said, green dress. That's what she shouted. She she hooted at her. <laughs> hooted. Started panting like a dog and all that, Dave. Wow, your girl got cat called right in front of you. What you, you Did you sock him? I was thinking about it. She was hanging all the way out the window. I should have did it. Yeah, you should have did a drive-by uh, sock. Yeah, but Benny a run-by sock. He just laughed and you chuckled. Had, but you couldn't. You couldn't run after them. They were too fast. They were in a car. You had heels. <laughs> it was a messy situation. I will run after you, but I have heels. On. <laughs> Babe, we're leaving. <laughs> but not to the bathroom and cried. <laughs> Like 45 minutes in. Like, no. They was in a bag bro They was in a bag Wow so already Green Jess <laughs> Already starting off Already starting off There's some Some lines being crossed How right. was the show? The show was great The yeah, show was great We uh We get to the show And the opening act Was a lady By the name of Jesse Reyes Which was fire She's Who is this? Some Colombian John, I think. What's a play me a music? Play you a Jesse Reyes song. This was and one opener. Yeah, the only one opener because Jesse. Wow. I'm only asking these questions just to like move this along because I have I give no care about Sam Smith or Jesse Reyes. <laughs> Come on, bro. So I'm just uh, I'm just appeasing y'all right now. I just want you to know that <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Reyes was tough though. Jesse I couldn't Reyes. care. When was this Wednesday night? Yeah, yeah. I was pure sleepy time, <laughs> and I would have never spent a dollar on Sam Smith or Jesse Reyes. Jesse Reyes, Dave, stop Reyes. being, stop being drawling. This is one of her, this is one of her songs. It's her second most listened to song on Spotify. Okay, all What's right. It called figures, figures. I, I let it let it be known that I didn't like it. Figures. <laughs> I gave you right and you gave me games. Figures. Won't change No Figures I gave it all And you gave me shit No Figures I wish I could do Exactly what you did I wish I could Hurt you back What's her race? Love 
she's Spanish. She's like yeah, Colombian, yeah, some type of Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then she. Then we went to the. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of artists that pop up with that. That voice. Why do they? Ch- yeah. Why do they do the? It's like singing Kendrick Lamar. Big <laughs> <laughs> <That laughs> guy. Accent for no reason. Like, why did Kendrick Lamar develop that accent? Kendrick Lamar don't sound like that. But he's. It's like you're you're intentionally trying to make your voice, your speech pattern sound different. That guys. She's from uh, Canada, so maybe that's what it is. She's a Colombian Canadian. But that that is a distinct. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. That's a distinct uh, style <laughs> in singing. Like the. Like what's I the, don't even know how to describe it. What's the face he make in the booth when you singing that John? I don't know, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> Give me the chicken fingers. <laughs> it's like it's like Euphoria soundtrack voice. Yeah. How you felt about it though? Uh terrible. <laughs> Damn. You like that? Yeah, she's fire, bro. I love that song. What about it? Give me a musical insight. Um breakdown. I like her voice, it's unique. I know you're saying it sounds like everything else, but I doubt it. Can I call? Can I, can I say something? I think this is a product of that's his. So Benny's lady is a really big fan of this woman. Like she's expressed. To oh me. yeah, you a cuck. Figures. He's like, I love her. I love her. I love her so much. I love her so much. I love her so much. And she did a couple features with Eminem. That she uh, body too. She oh, did. She yeah. did do a couple features with Eminem. She did do a couple. So features you think with her voice is unique? Yep. But I, okay, and then her her does she got like a long discography? She been how long she been out? She been out for five years now, I think. Yeah, something like opening that. Opening up yeah. for Sam Smith. On, yeah, she got tour right. She got songs with Eminem. She opened up for Sam Smith. She's um she's got songs with Sam Smith too. Like she's all over his latest album. Um, and she's a writer. Yeah, I didn't know she wrote that song too. Yeah. What figures? No, no, it was a. Uh, I got you right here. She wrote this song right here. Um, it's by uh, uh, Dua Lipa. This song. She wrote this song. Yeah, cause she was like during the concert. She was like, um, so glad Dua Lipa sang it. Yeah. Yeah, that's my case. It's all it takes. <laughs> figures you love with me. I would have been sick. Turn my radio off the fastest I ever turned it off. But no, during the I would con- go to a Dua Lipa concert. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> Front row. <laughs> Don't leave a bad. Say one whiff is all it takes. <laughs> That's all I need, bro. Just give you one. No, so so the thing about her was she was like her her whole thing was this is a first date. So that's how she created it like the thing she makes yeah so when she came out she was like guys like i'm let's go on a date whatever like i want to i want you to get to know myself and this song is called getting to know myself getting to know myself (laughs) and then the next joint she's like all right now that we get on this first date like you know i want to tell you guys like you know what my background story and where i'm from is Uh i'm from i'm a canadian colombian this next song is called canada colombia and then she's just like one kiss is all it takes (laughs) and that was the her whole thing but she just kept saying like we're on a first date uh-huh. and then like in the most random instance she got like dummy serious mm-hmm. it was so random like it was right after this song mm-hmm. so she played one kiss by Dua Lipa 
And she's like, I want to party with y'all because we're on a first date. Let's go party. And she plays this joint. Everybody's up there mm-hmm. shaking it around and stuff. And then she's like, all right, we're on a first date. I need to tell y'all a little something about myself. So I met this producer when I was growing up. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm a bartender or whatever, and I'm trying to become an artist and, like, a singer. So I, he's like, all right, well, perform for me. So I sing my heart out. I think I gave him the best, you know, performance I ever did at that time. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, the guy tells me, you did great. But in order to make it in Hollywood, you got to suck some dick. And we were all like. <laughs> yeah, then she got mad awkward. Then she got, and then she got mad because she was like, you, right? She got mad because she was like, if you're one of the pieces of shit that are laughing in the audience right now, fuck you and fuck everybody about you. She got and we were like. <laughs> Meanwhile, I would have been like. <laughs> <laughs> like, it got real awkward real quick. And then she was like. This song is called Suck Dick. <laughs> One dick is all it takes. <laughs> Sucking in love with me. Possibility. Because, <laughs> like, I want to take a moment to talk to you about child trafficking. <laughs> this song, song is called Child Trafficking. <laughs> One child is all it takes. <laughs> Get in this van with me. <laughs> Yo, she a weirdo. Benny was like, this is great. <laughs> I love you, cats. Benny said, this is great. I'm gonna try. <laughs> Jesse Slayers. Get in this <laughs> Man, that sounds like a blast. Great, great spend of money. Yeah, Benny was doing head spins when Jesse Reyes was up on stage, bro. Didn't drink one beer. Benny was drinking uh, pop the whole time. <laughs> Soda pop. Yeah, nah. fucking four dollar Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi was like fifteen dollars. Nah, the, the 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 concert costs of of like buying concessions is nuts. Price price went up, bro. So listen, so she goes on, she does her set right. <clears throat> Yo, give me to the Sam Smith content. What happened here? Then that's what y'all went to see. Then it then it goes off. Then it goes off. So Sam Smith comes on. He comes out in like a like a white dress or something. Like it was robe. like a, like a robe, like a white yeah. robe. He comes out. There's this uh, like he reveals this thing. He like takes off this. It's this big statue on stage, and it has like a, a a sheet over it. So he takes the sheet off. It's like this half naked lady sitting down or like laying down. Then he goes and boom, uh, right into I'm not the only one. So instantly everybody's like, all right, like we in that mode right now. His voice is beautiful. He's probably the best vocalist I've heard live personally, like just heard in a live concert. And I've seen some artists. I've seen Bruno Mars. I've seen obviously Imagine Dragons. I've seen some people and his voice is just like crazy. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So he gets into his bag. He's like slinging his slow songs. Then he goes into a little bit of his faster songs. And then like <laughs> I don't know if it was a theme Like mm-hmm. for him and Jesse Reyes Like yeah we're gonna have a good show And then we're just gonna go left Real quick real right. fast But then he plays this joint right here Right I, 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 I need to set the scene for you Dave mm-hmm. He plays this joint right here Mind you He just got done playing like Stay with me mm-hmm. You know the sad slow songs right so we're like, oh man, we're in our seats. I'm, I'm like thinking about family members. I'm like sad, like I miss you. And then you hear this in the background and you're like, what's going on? And then this beat comes on and you're like, all right. By this point, 
By this point, he's got a Flyers jersey on with jeans. Like, he's all Phillied out. He's like, I love Philly so much. Like, instantly the jersey comes off. Takes his Flyers jersey off and he's just whipping his Flyers jersey in the sky like this. No shirt on. <laughs> I need to set the scene. This is him? This is him. This is Sam yeah. Smith. This is originally Donna Summers. I mean, he read that. So he, he just he just he just turned he changed the whole the whole move the whole vibe of the concert. It so, just became Studio 54. Like shit was crazy. I'm not. It was so random. How you felt at this point, Benny? Felt like what he said. He turned the fucking club to a gay bar. He said that during the he said sure. that during the concert. He's oh, like, he wanted the whole. He was like, I'm turning this uh, stadium into a gay bar right now. And then he just was like, <laughs> How y'all felt in the gay bar? Uh, the first time. <laughs> I was in my bag. <laughs> no. So then, like, all right, so you're, he. You ever been to a gay bar? No. So then he plays this song. I have. Which one? I was in I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma when I was doing um, Teach for America after college. And when you do Teach for America, you do like training in the summer. So in uh, Tulsa, they had this. It was everybody just got together for one night and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna do bar hopping and stuff." I don't know. I was just with the group. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we had some gay bar. I don't forget the name, but it was like bulls and cages up top. You was at Peckers. Yeah, it was probably called Peckers or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we walk in. I'm like chilling, and I'm like, "Why is there a bull in a cage?" <laughs> Doing backflips in the cage. That's crazy to do a backflip in a cage. Yeah. That's tough. A single body cage. He was doing <laughs> direct backflips. Just he wasn't even dancing. He just kept doing backflips. Yeah, he didn't land. <laughs> just constant sugary black flips. And I'm like, wait, I'm in a gay bar. Your feet don't touch the ground. So then I was just standing there like on, on the wall. I'm like, I wonder what like I wondered how I was being perceived in that space. A fat gay boy. That was the first time ever in my life where I was like, am I being like checked out? Or I was like, maybe like I'm not attractive to a gay person. Yeah, I would say so. Maybe they look at me and they're like, yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Keep Disgusting. it short. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Like I, I had to sit and wonder, you know what they I mean? They felt bad for you. <laughs> and then I had to think, like, okay, like if I if I get approached somebody like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Like, what do I do? What do I say? You know, I was just faced with it. And then I went outside and threw up. Why? Because you were sick. Because I had a cigar on the way there, uh, and I got literally sick from drinking and smoking cigars. Mm. So they definitely when you drink when you drink first liquor and then you do cigar after. You get like this weird yeah. nicotine high that makes you sick. Yeah So I threw up And then I went home <laughs> That's they, my gay bar story They definitely wasn't Trying to get with Dave After that No There's a fat dude I threw up, up in, I threw up in private though Yeah uh, Yeah I got Come on I, I'm a, I got manners How you threw up Manners make of the man I was like <laughs> <laughs> I put it in my hand Flushed it <laughs> took, it, took it home <laughs> I'm not a sloppy boy You know what I mean <laughs> So right, so so I'm sorry. Getting getting back to the story. So Samson's like, we're gonna turn this bar to a gay club. Okay. Boom. He comes out, um, takes his jersey off, starts whipping it around in the air. Then he leaves. He goes off stage. Okay. At the top, it's like chapters of the. Uh, it was like progression of the the John of the show. So we were on chapter three, and chapter three was entitled Sex. Mm-hmm. And he was like, two people, one on one vibrations. 
mm, like it was like all this crazy stuff. So then he comes out and like you ever seen in the old uh, Scooby Doo movies where the the ghost was just a white sheet with two holes in the eyes. Mm-hmm. So he comes out in that. So then he's like doing a song, and then he plays the John um, Unholy. Okay. And when Unholy comes on, he takes it off. He's in a black like thong. Mm-hmm. Like a, a rubber What's it called What's that material called Leather Like a leather thong Ass out mm-hmm. No shirt on Just nipples And a black thong The yeah. only thing On his body That was covered Was his penis Everything else Was out and about mm-hmm. So then he's doing Unholy And he's like Getting into it And he's like Really like Doing the thing And then he comes In the middle of the stage And his backup dancers Just start licking him Like licking his nipples mm-hmm. Licking like his ribs like, How you know they was looking him for real? Because they showed it on the camera, so they had the camera up. You could see a tongue touch a body? Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just asking. It. Yeah. You know, they could have faked it. Nah, no, they wasn't I don't know. How, I don't know how you fake a lick when it's touching. Like, <laughs> you could see it clearly that somebody got licked. Oh, all right, I was just checking. So, yeah, so they licking on this boy. Right. Then after <laughs> after he's done getting licked, he walks up the steps, and then, and then I lie to you not. They start like so. All his dancers are in the same thing. So they got like the thong on, right? Whatever, no shirt on. They got like a like a fishnet shirt. Then they start like having sex, but like with their clothes on, dry humping. Yeah. So the one boy like bends the other boy over, starts dry humping them. The other girl picks up the other girl and starts like like eating her box like fake. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on at this concert? Yeah, the joint. I'm just gonna be like, what happened? That joint went left real quick. Real quick. And then the other clip was they showed the day David was throwing up outside the club. <laughs> <laughs> Dave was on the side of the stage. Like, <laughs> so then what happened? Like then he just he, everybody in the crowd start eating each other out. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Benny was giving best with sweet like <laughs> <laughs> Hey yo. No, no, no. So like it was weird because Half of the crowd was like, un- you know the song Unholy? Like, it's not really like a get up and dance song. It's more like mm-hmm. a, just a song you listen to. So half the crowd was like up vibing. The other half was just sitting down like, all right, this is getting a little interesting. Like, And then he got up and he just walked up like that was it. Yep. <laughs> and that was the end of the show. He ended with Unholy. Well, he Butt ended- cheeks out, getting licked. And then <laughs> he set the stage on fire. The body that was on stage uh-huh. that started, uh, fire started coming out of that John. He put on some devil hat. Yeah, um, with horns, ah, had, like, okay. some staff, and he had the uh, the trident, you know, with the spikes at the top or whatever. Ah, and then he was like, "I'm the devil." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he played a new song by him and Madonna, but he wasn't on stage for that. Mm-hmm. He just had his he backup played dan- it, and he had his backup dancers come out and dance to it. <clears throat> Did he play anything else after that, or that was it? That the Vogue song, the or um, Vulgar. Yeah. So he played like his and his latest song. It really, cause it's a, it's actually like this was the last song that he played. It's actually like a gay bar type of song. Like mm-hmm. I'll play it just a, a quick. He did this with Madonna, but Madonna wasn't there. Like this song was the last song, and then he just had his dancers up on stage, licking each other and dancing to this song. I go when I 
I'm sexy, I'm free and I feel Volga And then everybody commenced on Mortal Kombat at Volga Like Blade is walking through a club <laughs> That's exactly like it's just, it's, He made this for Blood the club from the ceiling. <laughs> He made this for the club Let's get into the groove and then You that, know just what to do oh yeah, Madonna's Boy, in it get as well. down on your knees Cause I am Madonna it was cool. It was a it was a cool concert. It just it was a a weird transition. Yeah. So it was just a weird transition from like sadness to all the Sam Smith old songs to mm-hmm. this. But all in all, I mean, it was a good concert. Like I think Sam Smith did a well a great job. It wasn't as much as like a show. Like some concerts that I've been to is more entertaining, more interactive with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, his John was like, "We're gonna be sad in the beginning, and then we're gonna start having sex at the end." Like, that's you know like, what? Yeah, I, he broke it down to like three chapters. You know what I've been thinking about lately? Like, when you are artists, right, and and um, you put together certain content, and then you hear them do interviews, and they say like, they ask them, "Oh, what's your creative process?" And they go, "Oh, the music it just it comes to me. You know, it comes from like this spiritual plane of exist. Like, how spiritual can you be to be saying like?" I got black heels and I'm gonna eat you and all this stuff. Like, how is that? <laughs> that don't seem very. Like, they're gonna be 70 and he's gonna look back on his catalog and be like, yeah, I wrote that song, Eat You in Black Heels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not the name of the song. But <laughs> Eat You in Black Heels. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I just find it interesting that when you think about these artists and how they talk about how their music was inspired and it comes from the creative astral plane and this and that, but then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, this is very like it seems like you're trying to hit an aesthetic or you're trying to reach a certain demographic. Not so much that this is something that you think is going to be. Maybe they think it's timeless, but to me, it would feel like: Are you going to be proud of this when you're older? Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess as I'm talking through it, I realize maybe that this is the music they're making now. So maybe when he's seventy, he's not going to feel these the same way. Yeah. But. Uh, we a lot of these artists is like they started what Sam Smith said in the concert that his, his one of his favorite shows ever is the reason that he always comes back to Philly is because when he first started out he was 21 mm-hmm. and Philly was like the biggest crowd that like showed him love at that age and he like sold out he probably says that in every city no but then he po- we were the only city that he posted on his Instagram like he went on social media and he did like a big heartwarming a heartwarming post about Philly and why he loves Philly and why he loves performing here so he reiterated what he said on his from Philly to but he says it and he every year that he does an album he always makes sure that he comes to Philly because we were the first town that like at that young age that he remembers showing him actual love and like knowing the lyrics to his verses and song like that so I get what you're saying I feel like not having gone to the show I think it would be weird for me to hear some of the songs that he has that are like the slow ballads yeah and then just completely 182 yeah, Ian Box. Yeah, like demonic box eating and stuff like that. <laughs> demonic box eating. Yeah, definitely one left. Yeah. But, oh no, it was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> why he looked at you? Why, why? <laughs> I don't even know how to respond. Like, okay. okay. Did you stay to clean up after? Nah, yo, I ended up. Yo, my foot got like stuck. I don't know if it was by YouTube. There was like all this sticky shit on the floor. 
Yo, I had to like literally <laughs> rip my shoe off the floor, yo. You know what that was? They put a um, fly paper on Benny's shoes. I was so sick. <laughs> Benny got hit, Benny got hit by a Home Alone trap. <laughs> that was fan nut. <laughs> nut. <laughs> Sam Smith made everybody nut in the stand. <laughs> Benny stepped in it. Benny got real. Benny stepped in nut. <laughs> yo, that's hilarious. Nah, but it was uh, nah. My foot didn't get stuck. Uh, I was a. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I was nutless. I was nutless. <laughs> Shut up, So you got your foot stuck. Yeah, dirty stadium. <laughs> Wasn't up to your cleanliness standards. That was also my first time at Wells Fargo Center too. Really? Yeah. Benny said he's never you didn't been do to nothing a- at the Wells Fargo. Never. Never. You've never been to the Universe Soul Circus. <laughs> no, that's so right. He's never been to a Sixers game. Universal. Never been to a Sixers game. Flyers mm-hmm. game. No. Nah. Uh, what's the Disney other? Disney on Ice. Disney on Ice. Universe Soul Circus? Yeah. Universe Soul Circus. Harlem Globetrotters? Yeah, nah, none of that. Benny's never been. Damn. He's clearly been to a Phillies game. Yeah, he's been he's been to a Phillies game. Yeah. <laughs> Benny's dressed like a ball boy. You're going to give me ice cream and a hat. And a hat. A, a, a Bryce Cream Sunday. <laughs> Nah, but seriously. Well, that the, sounds terrible. The concert, the concert was great. It was a good time. Trash. Um, I know. Uh, you know, T, uh, Captain Harris and and his lady both said that the concert was good. Everybody there agreed that his voice is just amazing. Like that's one thing you can't take I'm away not, from. I'm not too big on Sam Smith's voice. What? Yeah, yeah bro. Nah. That man could sing. Is well, he you British? Didn't him, you didn't hear him live. Yes. He is. Yeah, he's British. Okay. You didn't hear him live though. It, that's that, why. that doesn't matter to me. I just I don't. He he might have vocal ability, but I just yeah, it doesn't it doesn't ring off for me. Yeah, but I know Benny. I know why he's saying that, bro. Because he he really he really wants to go see Lizzo in concert, but you know that's with the really what with, it is. with the recent you know things that's going on, he can't. And I know I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, with I've the whole Lizzo situation, because you know fat. <laughs> <laughs> you know he wants to go see her so he can dance with her. But yeah, us us fats keep up with each other. <laughs> <laughs> But Dave, Alex, Benny, it went down this week for Lizzo. And for those who haven't heard, this might be the first time hearing this. Lizzo might be donezo when it comes to having fans, dropping new music. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts Dave right now. He's trying so hard to hold in his tears, to hold back what's happening to his idol. You feel me? Like... Who else is going to preach body positivity like Lizzo? You feel me? Who else is going to be out there supporting those who need the support, supporting the fats? <laughs> what? You feel Why me? Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> I'm big boned. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> this is all baby fat. That's comedy babies. Hmm? How many babies fat is that? No, like from when I was a baby. <laughs> you just I just, gotta, I just gotta lose. I just gotta get a little taller. Listen, <laughs> listen. Explain the story. Lizzo is getting sued by her former oh no backup dancers for harassment, sexual harassment, discrimination, discrimination, and weight shaming. Mm. Dave. Yeah, the stories are pretty pretty wild. They came out and said um, <clears throat> that you know Lizzo was 
So they were they were a part of her dance crew, right? Going yeah, on tour with her and everything. Her, her, her dancers, right, yeah, right, right. So and and her managers, like their ex managers that are coming out and saying stuff. Several people. Yeah, there's a lot of. This is not just one person. And um, yeah, they said that she was basically just being wild while out on tour in terms of her conduct, making them do things and get involved in things that they didn't want to be involved with. Yeah. Um, talking down on them, kind of treating them less than, uh, all all to kind of create this hostile environment for them where they felt like, you know, and this happens with a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, but you feel like this is how I'm making my money right now. Like I'm employed by you, but yet, I don't feel comfortable doing some of these things, but because I'm employed by you, you kind of feel like I'm between a rock and a hard place. Right? Yeah. And so, the stories was crazy. So, so basically, um, like the accusations. Yeah. The accusations were, were nuts. So they're, uh, they came out and they said that, um, so the lady's name is Crystal Williams, which is one of her backup dancers. Mm-hmm. She came out and she said, uh, you can see a public figure and all you know about them is what they present to you. But when the camera, when the cameras are on and the cameras are rolling saying that, um, you know, Lizzo was all about this body positivity, yeah, but big, that's only mama, for the camera. Earth. And then, um, <laughs> what'd you say? Big mama love, mother, <laughs> mother earth. Mother love. So then the backup dancer who accused her of weight shaming said, I know it's alarming to hear that Lizzo, a plus size woman who preaches about body positivity would be fat phobic. Mm-hmm. But I want to challenge people to understand that hurt people hurt people. She, Bars. I like that. She took Kendrick's line, but um, the the stuff that's coming. Realize, com- realize, realize. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> crazy. Benny don't know what to do right now. Listen, <laughs> the accusations are crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down a list of everything that they're accusing her of. So one, they're accusing her of overworking her dancers and making the group re-audition for an excruciating 12-hour rehearsal, and those she was dissatisfied with would just be sent home and fired. They're accusing her of firing a dancer for challenging her claim that people uh, that people were drinking before performances. She's accused of of making comments about uh, uh, relating to dancers weight gain and later firing a dancer because she suffered an eye condition. So she told the John, you fat and you don't got good eyes. (laughs) (laughs) She's also being accused of coercing a dancer into touching women's breasts at a strip club, despite the dancer saying no. Mm. She's also accused of inviting dancers to a nude cabaret bar and without disclosing them that there was going to be naked performers there and stuff like that. On top of that, she's being accused of trying to convert dancers religion. She's being accused of scolding the dancers for having premarital sex, and she's being accused for unwarrantedly disgusting, discussing masturbation and sexual fantasies with the group of dancers. And then on top of that, um, one that I found like crazy is that the one girl is accusing her of forcing her to eat a banana out of a John's box, a sex or work, a sex worker's box. Right. It was like in Amsterdam or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out on tour. They go to some spot, and. She was like, here, eat this banana. Yeah. Out of her toto. Yeah. And she was banana like, toto. <laughs> it's a banana split. <laughs> Said, eat this, John. <laughs> it's crazy. Chocolate sauce. Bryce cream sundae. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lizzo was wilding out. So Lizzo, Lizzo, um. Oh, fat hijinks. <laughs> I mean, let's come on. Let's 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 unpack it. What's, cr- what's what's going on here, Lizzo? I thought she played the flute. And she was like, <laughs> I thought she played. The I flute. thought she played the flute and was like, you know, 
You gotta be strong and, and women empowerment and all this. So what's up with her? She sounds like a nut. So she responded. Lizzo did? Lizzo responded. She writes, she wrote on Instagram. These last few days have been a gut wrenchingly dis- difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. Gut wrenchingly and overwhelmingly. I know Words are hard. No, but she's using too many lees. Gut wrenchingly, overwhelmingly. Like just say it's gut wrenching and it hurts. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody wrote this for her. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been in question. My character has been criticized. Usually, mm-hmm. I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they that they were told that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. So. Lizzo saying that they didn't get kicked out because they was fat. They was getting kicked out because they were being inappropriate and unprofessional. So she, that's why she kicked them out. That <laughs> sounds bogus. Like, the, none oh, of the accusations... You're not believing her right now? No, none of the accusations can be flipped onto them. Like, so is, are they saying... Are, is she saying that they voluntarily ate a banana out of a John's cooch and then they, they're trying to frame her for it? I mean... Like, was they the ones wilding out? To me, to me, I don't. They was the one touching people's breasts, and and Lizzo fired them for it. Like it just, it doesn't make sense that they would say those stories and those accusations, and that the true, the reality of it be that it's the other way around, that they were doing those things, and Lizzo felt so um, uh, appalled at their conduct that she fired them. Like I could believe that. Yeah. Whenever there's a famous person or like a a lead person of a a thing. Mm-hmm. That person usually takes liberties. They feel like they're above the law. They feel like they're above everyone else. They force people to do things. You've heard all the countless stories about these big celebrities who be wilding out. <laughs> these big celebrities, not big like physically, <laughs> like in terms of fame. Sure, <laughs> all these big celebrities. <laughs> but no, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, this, this, none of the accusations sound far fetched. Big Lizzo was out there just telling them to do crazy stuff. You'll go up there and and let the stripper sit on your face and all this. Go up there and eat this banana. Like, go up there and grab those boobies. I want to see it. Ha ha ha. But she might not have seen anything wrong with it. Ha ha ha. And it does sound like in here, too, that she was like, because they said the one thing is she was talking about, like, sexual fantasies and stuff like that. Like, people talk about sex, whatever, with their friends. She probably got a little too comfortable with these girls. Yeah. They're not your best friends. They're not your homies. They're just they're there to work. It's it's a blurred line. So so yeah. so yeah. you have to understand that like you can't talk about that stuff that with people who are not your best friends and people who don't understand like who aren't cool with hearing that. You don't know them too well to be talking about that stuff. Two, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. That's a like, great point, Dad. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. <laughs> I don't know why that. <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> no, it is. Thank that's, you. That's applicable to everybody's job. Right. You spend so much time at people with work. For anybody who has like a nine to five, 40 hour a week job, sometimes you're spending more time with the people at work than you are at home. Mm -hmm. And you get to know them and you feel like they're your friends. All of a sudden, you start disclosing more things or showing more of your personality or who you are to them. Mm -hmm. But you can't trust that because it is the workplace. And what you might feel is, is appropriate to you might not be appropriate to them. Right. And they could take offense and you never know. And then all of a sudden now, it becomes this legal issue because they're saying you're making the work environment hostile right? or you're making it uncomfortable. They want to make their money and they want to f- pursue their dreams and goals, but you're making it challenging for them because you're adding in these components that they didn't ask for. 
So that that applies to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and another thing, I'm 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 just gonna be completely honest with you guys. I'm gonna be completely out there with it. When somebody uses the word forced, to me that I think of like physically forcing you to do something. Mm. Like if Benny's like, yo, D- yo, Dave, after the Sam Smith show, Dev forced me to go to uh you know, to the, to the bar, like, and, and talk to these people, whatever. Like, that means to me that I physically grabbed Benny and I was like, we're going and like mm-hmm. moved him to go to the bar. Mm-hmm. Nobody's forcing you to eat a banana out of John's box. Nobody's forcing you to go to these clubs and watch the strippers naked. Nobody's forcing you to dance with Lizzo. This is all stuff <clears throat> that you are saying yes to. No matter what it is, forcing to me is a strong word that people just throw out there. I can't say, yo, Dave, go right now, go eat us, go, go out there and, and throw yourself outside on the floor. Now, he's not going to be sitting there. I force it, Dave, force you now. But what if you was paying me a salary to be in this on this pot? And this is how I this is how I feed my family, pay the bills, make my money. Then at the end of the day, the stakes are different. No, it's I'm not depending on you and the income that you provide to sustain my life. So if I don't want to mess up that money it's, it's almost like if i don't i feel like if i don't do what you tell me then i'm gonna be fired and lose out on that then money. it makes the lawsuit all so much sweeter because if i say if you said dev i'm not gonna do that stuff and dave you're fired all right cool i'm gonna sue you now for everything you have because you just fired me for not doing something that i didn't want to do right so easy that's why i don't believe it dave that's why it's so difficult for me to to come to terms with what they're saying and their accusations do i think lizzo said some shit about their weight Probably Dave calls people fat Like uh, Dave's You know what I'm saying <laughs> Focus on yourself Don't <laughs> No But I'm just saying Like I know people in my family I'll call people fat I'm a fat guy I'm a bigger guy We do it all the time So we go back and forth We joke about each other Even though we have those You know That in ourselves We have that We're both fat We'll call each other fat Even though we both are that My thing is that I could see her doing that. So that to me, again, is like is joking around, is knowing where you're at, is kind of figuring out that these are your coworkers and not your friends. So if you're gonna call somebody fat or whatever, understand that they might take that and run with it and be like, Yeah, she was shaming me, whatever. And then to get fired over being fat by a fat person is I don't I don't know. Some of this stuff is fishy. Some of this stuff yeah, is yeah. just sticking out to me. It's a little it's a little too iffy. Um people- I, I, I I wanna challenge you though and to say that Go ahead now. I do think that it is very possible because what you're saying, you said, oh, that makes the lawsuit that much sweeter. You're saying that one from a position of someone who's never sued somebody. Like, that's hard. A lot of people feel like that's that's not a recourse that they can take because Lizzo is one of the biggest acts in the world. So you think Jojo Dancer is going to sue her. She's Lizzo's probably going to get the best lawyer. She's going to have the label back in her versus this one John who comes out and says, I was wrongfully um terminated she might not even get that through the court it's like you feel like the whole machine's working against you so there is this dynamic of the little person versus the big person and that is what makes them feel like oh i can't sue i can't think about just standing Mm -hmm. my ground you're right like morally ethically you can stand your ground but you also gonna have to swallow the pill of that means i can't make my money that means i can't follow my my dream And that's a real thing for people. And there's fear of retribution. There's fear of I'm not going to win that lawsuit that you talked about is so easy. So it's easy to say when you're not in it. But again, if if that's how you made your money and if you got fired today, you would be in bad situation tomorrow. 
you might be like, you know what? I'm just, I just need to go with this for now until I can figure out a better recourse later. Like that's, that's definitely a thing. I just, I, I understand what you're saying. And you, that is a great point. Um, my, I guess it's because how I would react to it. I could give a damn about the money or the fame, whatever you have to respect people. And if these accusations, which are wild, these are wild telling a girl to switch her religion, telling that forcing a girl to eat a banana out of box, telling a girl that, Yo, we go into the we go into a bar and you end up going to a strip club or a dude end up going to a strip club and they're not into that stuff or they don't like it or it's against their their beliefs or something like that and you're like lying to them about where you're going or being discreet. It's crazy. That is that's something that's very insane to say and crazy to talk about. So if you're gonna accuse that and you're gonna talk about that stuff like I definitely feel like I don't know. If I had to bet money, I would bet that Lizzo has done a lot of these things that she's being accused of. Yeah, I think so too. Cause that's just what happens with cel- when you become a celebrity. You just get let the fame get to you. Yeah, you you get a big head. You think you can do and say what you want with no consequences. And more often than not, that's true. You can get away with a lot of stuff. You can. She went to the Lakers game with her butt cheeks out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for that's everybody true. to see. Like if I that's went true. to the Lakers game with my butt cheeks out, I'm probably getting kicked out. But because it's Lizzo and she has a certain image about her. Mm-hmm. It was allowable, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's 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 a lot of times where these celebs just feel like they're above the law. Yeah. Also, I need Yo. to speak on something that I David with his butt cheeks on. Let's put it in my pocket. This is the problem when like a fat person don't realize they fat. <laughs> she I think she realized she's fat. No, like 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 um <laughs> like confidence wise, like if you don't acknowledge that's why I always stay humble. I know what I am. I always say I know what I am. What are you? I'm I'm heavy. I'm a heavy bull. But I don't act like I'm not heavy. Like how are you gonna fat shame the other dancer? You believe that? Like story we fats though? together. Do you believe that though? Yeah, I do. You do believe that she fat because she probably holds them to a standard that she don't even hold herself to. A fat standard? Yeah, like oh, you need to if you want to be one of my backup dancers, you need to be in shape. You need to be able to run six miles. In, in 20 minutes You need to be able To do 100 push ups You need to be able To do this You need to be eating salads I, I can see her Holding them to that But that's because She's lost all sight Of her fatness Like Fat is the great equalizer That's why when you fat You gotta be funny Or something exceptional Because it equalizes you But when she, I think she's lost sight Of the fatness She needs to come back To fat Come back to fat No I agree Cause when you come back To fat you get humble And you be like yo At any time like Somebody could chop on me for being fat. That's true. So I it, could chop on me. That that's just that's just my take is that I think, you know, lean into your fatness, embrace it. That way your humility could come up. Now all of a sudden you're not asking people to eat bananas out of people's vagines. Instead, you will be humble. You would eat that banana because it's healthy. Out of a John's box? No, just on a plate. Oh. Uh, with a fork. A banana? What? Wait, you saying the banana is it? Was it in the box and then now I'm eating it with a no, no, no. You don't put it in the box to take it out. (laughs) You just eat the banana for health purposes. Yeah, I would eat a banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But pause. Hey, yo, I'm sorry. (laughs) Boy, trying to eat banana. Happy too. I'm disappointed. I would eat a banana. (laughs) I'm disappointed. (laughs) Would you eat a banana out of Lizzo's box? (laughs) (laughs) You can't break my soul. I might. Lizzo Why man great So they gotta be great (laughs) What is she What is she What is she Does she have good music 
Like, let's just start there. Let's can we can we can we figure that out? No, no. You don't want to <laughs> listen to music? No, I don't want to listen to music. That's why I'm saying no. But that shouldn't matter, right? No, it should. It's just about being a good person. I mean, it, is she popping like that to where like this is gonna affect her a lot? Like, you get what I'm saying? But in her mind, she is the end all be all. You know what I mean? She thinks she's the greatest thing on earth, so she's gonna treat the people as such. Yeah, like they're they're beneath her. I mean, she's done a lot of big things. She didn't she like do something at the an inauguration for like Biden or Obama or something. She's definitely played at the White House before. Oh yeah, remember that video she played like Dr- Thomas Jefferson's flute or something like that. Thomas Jefferson's flute. You don't remember that? No. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson had a flute. I don't know some one of the founding fathers. Some yeah, some founding father had a flute that was at the White House and she played it. Like she's she, she has had access to a lot of things. She's a very very big name, huge talent. All right. And um, I just think yeah, she got she she's. My walk away point from this is that I think everybody has this this aspect to them. Mm-hmm. Like I truly believe that. I think everybody has things that could be seen by others as wrong or. You know, you mistreating others like we all have the capacity and capability to do stuff like this. It's just a matter of if it gets found out. And what does that mean for you and your position in the world? Mm. Because to be honest, like, I'm not surprised by this. I mean, we've all met people who have been wilding out, doing crazy stuff for Lizzo is just she's on a bigger platform. So it's more visible. But we all have the capacity to do this. That's why you should never idolize these these celebrities like that, because they all have the capacity. Capacity to do something wild like this that you will find them, you know, you will find them to be repulsive because of it. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, and again, you know, I like think we're all human. Yeah, and I think it goes to for me. It goes back into the celebrity, like the the, the platform that you have. Should you be mindful of that, like? Because you're there, mm-hmm. does that mean that now everything that you used to joke about or have fun with or like whatever the stuff that you used to do is now done because you don't want that to be portrayed out into the open? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's fun for Lizzo to make fun of like people and call them fat and she herself can be made fun of and called fat. Like she's jokey like that. Maybe she's just that type of person. But hurt now people hurt people. Yeah, hurt people hurt people. But now that she's a famous person, she can't make those jokes anymore because her image is body positivity and being nice to people and stuff like that. So if she makes a joke about somebody being fat, now it's like, oh, horrible, and I got to sue you because whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wonder if that has... You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how I'm trying to say it or how I'm trying to word it, but I wonder if that has an effect on it. You know what I mean? Like, her her, 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 her um, stardom. Mm-hmm. Does that have an effect on her and what she says and what she does? Does she have to take a back seat now to everything? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could be a really good question of the week. I think if we open up this conversation and talk about, you know, does being a celebrity um, impact your social responsibility? Does it change your social responsibility? Does fame change the responsibility you have in the world? Um, because a lot of these uh, artists have these platforms, like you said, Dev, and 
they could be saying a thing that a lot of people think about, but because they are so visible, is it hits different, right? And it impacts their bottom line. It impacts mm-hmm. how much records they sell or how much movies, you know, tickets are bought for the movie that they're in. Like it just amplifies it. But does being a celebrity or fame in and of itself should it impact the way that you approach the world? So this is more of like a question about the celebrity themselves as opposed to whatever they say, whatever mm-hmm. their opinion is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good question. I think that's one that I might want to go around and hear everybody's thoughts on. But yeah, does does being a celebrity change your responsibility socially? Like the, the things you say, the things you make comment on, the opinions you have, do you kind of always have to toe the line and balance between being like moderate on everything or can you have strong opinions one way or the other because most people do like where do y'all stand on that I feel like you should be able to have the right to your own opinion even if it's a strong one and understanding the responsibility that comes with fame and knowing that if you have a strong stance people are gonna follow that lead so you gotta be careful with how you approach that strong stance if that makes sense but how, like what is how would you be careful without offending somebody right right well you're right. always going to end up offending somebody whether it be left or right you know what i mean on the mm. opinion or whatever it is we're talking about like whatever the topic would be so um you have to when you have that level of fame you got to just Say what you feel mm-hmm. and put it out there in a way that allows you to still be looked at in a positive light, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. It sounds like you got to be politically correct is, is what you're getting at. But I think some people who would say, no, like Lizzo, if you have this strong feeling about the way things should be for a, da- a backup dancer or, you know... Let me give a, a different example. Let's use this example maybe to help push the, the conversation forward. The other day I saw, I don't know if y'all saw this, but Neo, for some reason, I don't know what prompted him, but he came out speaking about um, like kids who, who are considering uh, transitioning their gender. Right. Right. Uh, young children who would consider themselves trans or are looking to transition in their gender. And he basically came out and said- This um, was like random? I don't know what prompted it, but let me see if I can find the exact quote so I can read it. So what you're what you're looking up now is Neo, the singer Neo, Neo, the uh, um, you're so one in a million, Neo, right? Closer, Neo. So this is his this is his quotes on kids getting sex changes. If your little boy comes up to you and says, "Daddy, I want to be a girl," you just let him rock with that. Where did he get that? If you let this five year old little boy eat candy all day, he's gonna do that. Like, when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a 12-year-old make a life-changing decision? When did that happen? I don't get that. I don't understand that. So then just random. he clarified further um, a little after that, and he said, I have no issue with the LGBTQ plus community. I have no problem with anybody. Love who you love. Do what you do. I just personally come from an era where a man was a man and a woman was a woman, and there weren't, there weren't but two genders, and that's how it was. Now, you could identify as a goldfish if you feel like. I don't care. That ain't my business. It becomes my business when you try to make me play the game with you. I'm not going to call you a goldfish. You want to be a goldfish? Go be a goldfish. We live in a weird time, man. So he just made it worse. 
So he he basically doubled down, but one worse. You know, it's like that would be as you stated, Benny, like his strong opinion on something, his right. strong stance. But how could he be politically correct in expressing that stance because he feels that way? See, I don't feel like he expressed that um, negatively, though. That's just his straightforward opinion. Is if he if he would if he wanted to offend people, he could have went way worse than mm-hmm. what he just said. He compared, I mean, comparing the genders to goldfish is hilarious to me, mm-hmm. but it's really it is. <laughs> but it could have been. Want to be a goldfish? Been go goldfish. Goldfish. <laughs> want to swim? Go swim. Yeah. I agree with Benny. I think so. You think he he actually was as far as delivery goes. That's about as straightforward of an approach you could take without offending too many people. Offending too many people. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, because I think most people would agree, disagree with you. I think just like the whole point here is, or at least with with this neo thing, I feel like because he says something that right now is like a really inflammatory topic children's gender and and what that means he's already putting a target on his back just by saying regardless of how he delivered it right he's already saying something that publicly there's going to be a lot of outrage and outcry over because it seems trans children um it seems transphobic basically I, i get your point delivery wise he didn't say anything like he didn't say any slurs or anything like that He's voicing an opinion he has a right to have, I guess. But a lot of people are going to say that's transphobic because you you seem ignorant to the idea that a young child could be aware of their gender and feeling like they identify differently than what society would deem that their gender to be. Yeah, right. I I think I, I hear I hear I I hear the opposite side. I know you're trying to give us the other end of it. Me personally, um, I I think I I hear what Benny's saying, and I'm as I'm listening to your you know counter counter argument from what other people might say. I mean, at the end of the day, if Neil is entitled to his opinion and what he believes in and what he feels as though is true, the way you approach that and the way you say it is definitely is definitely um, going to be looked at a thousand ways. Like Benny said, you you're going to have people who are going to love it, you're going to have people who are going to hate it. So at the end of the day, celebrity or not, you should be able to voice your opinion on your feelings and and how you feel. My I think my issue with the whole Neo thing is that you don't need to go on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever to express that. Mm-hmm. To me, if you're going on social media to express that, then you might feel like that might be this much important to you. You know what I mean? Like for me, if if I felt some type of way. Uh, like say I'm like Lizzo and I'm like fat shaming or whatever that's I'm gonna just say that to you me and you sitting here like when we're chilling out like yo Dave you look like you're getting a little bit bigger like hey let's cut down the cakes or whatever I'm not gonna go on Instagram but like my fat brother is eating cakes like I need him to chill and if you eat what cake kind of, too, what type of cakes are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> David wanted to slow it down pound cake no no you mean like like a Swiss roll cake or like a cake like a sheet we, a baker's like a choice layer. <laughs> <laughs> Not Baker's Choice No but use better words Because don't say cakes Like I'll be sitting there Eating a whole cake Who has ever eaten A whole cake Like a three layer cake with My a- handfuls David eats two wedding cakes Before he- A cake could be like A coffee cake Like a like a tasty cake Right Or a cake could be like A wedding cake 
All right, I'm talking pound cake, like the actual cake, like a cake, loaf of cake. You know, like <laughs> we eat a loaf of pound cake. That's disgusting. <laughs> Built like one. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. Don't ever say I eat cakes. No, nah, a but, piece of cake. <laughs> but no, but my that's my point. Is like it don't mean that much to me. And at the end of the day, I'm just talking. When you go on social media and you post stuff, to me, you are then. You are making a stance and a strong stance and you're saying like this is one of my higher beliefs like this is up there for me and i want everybody on planet earth to know that mm -hmm. because it's different as if we talk in here as as friends and i'm saying something about how i feel than me going on and then telling the millions of people that you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. to me your platform and how you say it and what you say it on is definitely going to reach volumes i agree that he is entitled to his opinion he can say he can say how he feels about the transgender community, you know, as a kid saying you want a sex change or you're growing up a, a girl and you're a boy, whatever the case may be, whatever his argument is, he has entitled to say that. But now that social media is involved in things and like you said, David, does your social platform, how you are, how famous you are, does that mean something? It does, because there's a difference if if I go on social media and I say what he said. And then he goes on social media and says what he says. Who do you think people are going to look at more? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I might get flack from the small group of Philly people that I know. Neil's going to get screamed at from all over the world yeah, because of just who he is and his music and his songs. So if you're getting ready to stand on that, and I do agree, I think he deserves to have his own opinion. He shouldn't be bashed or, or, or beat up for his own opinion. We can coexist in a world where people don't agree to everything. But... If you're going to get on social media and you're going to put that out there where people can screenshot, screen record, people will never forget that. And then you're doubling down on it. You're going to it's it's going to it's going to reach the masses in three seconds and you're going to get you're going to get destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. And I agree with I, you, Dave, when you said that more people are going to look at it the opposite way of Benny. More people are going to look at it as being transphobic. I agree with you. And now that's going to reach the masses and. Who and knows? that almost that almost makes you feel like it's a part of the deal, right? So if you become famous, you got to know that a part of fame is if you want to amass as much money as possible in your career, you probably have to play the middle ground a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. and take the, you know, a lot of people criticize like Michael Jordan for years because he never, as an athlete, the biggest athlete in the world for many years, um, he never really took like hardline political stances. You mm -hmm. know, some other athletes would go demonstrate. They would go walk in in marches and things, and you know, speak out against a president or a policy that they felt was, um, you know, not in favor of their people. But Michael Jordan always kind of played the middle ground. Mm -hmm. But people who saw what was happening at play saw said, you know, Mike, he's got. The Jordan brand to look after He's got his own reputation Everything that he's selling And all his businesses that he owns and stuff mm -hmm. He he was basically playing the game Yeah As a celeb And and if you don't play the game You put yourself at risk of losing endorsements Losing, you know, support um, Which is why I would agree with you, Dev I think it does it, To answer the question of the week It does change your level of social responsibility Yeah Because a part of fame is you have a larger platform So more people hear your voice Your voice is amplified by all these different machines Working in your favor mm -hmm. Advertising You know the labels that, that back you Or the or, uh, the organizations that back you You know if you're an athlete or whatever um, Your platform is so much bigger 
So you everything you say is just amplified times 10,000. While you might while we might not like that or think that that's the the best deal for a person, it is part of the territory. It is. The more famous you become, the more your voice is heard and amplified and so yep. um I think it it changes your social responsibility in that you just have to know with a bigger platform comes bigger consequences for what you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a person like Neo, he can't be mad if he starts to lose followership and people stop downloading his stuff or streaming his music because you got to kind of know before you put that statement out. Yeah, you have a right to that opinion, but just know that when you put it out, whatever the consequences that come with it, they're going to come with it. Um, Which, it, it, you know, I'm sure some people would argue against that and say that that's kind of a sick twisted society we live in where you can't speak your mind just because you are famous or because you you know your music has touched many people but that's the way of the world that's the world we live in uh-huh. and if you didn't want to be in that system then you probably wouldn't jump in from the first place so um yeah that's it's a good question because i think you know and i would be curious to hear this week from people who are listening what, what do y'all think do you think yeah fame comes with social responsibility that it changes your level of responsibility or do you think that it shouldn't be that way you know if there's an argument to be made on the other side you know kind of like how you were saying Benny like um, you should be able to have your own opinion you should be able to voice it just like I would like Dev said if he went on social media and mm-hmm. said something like that he wouldn't be judged as, as harshly as maybe Neo is right now but it should it be that way right. where Dev and Neo could say the same thing and they both get judged equally for that um, so it's a, it's a good it's a good question of the week. I think that one was was dope. And I think and I think people will understand that like you can have an open conversation about things like this about you know hot button topics and not have to be at each other's throats or argue or want to fight somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, good luck getting people to embrace that because that's the world we live in right now, man. Everything is hot button. I, I've always said I've been saying for a while that it's like people just want to be outraged. Yeah. People just want to, it's like the first taste, the first hint they get of somebody saying something that is possibly inflammatory or whatever. They want to be the first person to get on social media and bash them so that they can get their little 10 minutes in the spotlight of being the one that shed light on how wrong that is. Mm -hmm. People always trying to call you wrong. People always trying to point out your flaws. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we all got flaws. We all say things wrong. We all disrespect others at times. What's your flaw, Dave? My flaw is I love too much. Uh, my heart is too big. What's Alex's flaw? Ugly, can't read. No, no cheeks. Benny's flaw. His shoe got stuck at the concert <laughs> on the floor. Still disappointed in that, bro. He's still that shoe's still over there. It's <laughs> still stuck. He had to pull his foot out. He had to walk home one sock, one shoe. And what's my flaw? Your flaw is that you're alive. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a bad um, officiant. <laughs> You know, people were telling me that went that said that they you were wrong, like pe- people who listen in and they were there. Really? Yeah, they were like, "Why was Dave hating so much? You actually did a real good job." And I mm. was like, "Cause he's fat and Lizzo hates him." <laughs> <laughs> well, to those people, chupard me off, <laughs> cause Dev sucked. Nah, listen, Dave, Benny. You know what we uh, we in the beginning of the episode we talked about me and Benny going to the concert for uh, Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we were talking about celebrities and talking about all this stuff, I, I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, like, 
I'm still thinking about this concert. Like that shit was amazing. Yeah. But I, I, I was stuck on the point where Dave said that Sam Smith doesn't it, the, his the voice doesn't like he's not mm-hmm. into Sam Smith's voice. He called him British. He called him a bloke, basically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, literally. He literally called him all the bad words in the book. <laughs> <laughs> but it got me thinking, man. It got me thinking. That just, it just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. If Sam Smith's voice doesn't is not the one. There are who are the voices out there that you would say are the best of the best, and I think that's where we. I think that's this top five for the week. Our top five vocal like artists. I don't know how to kind of our top five vocals. I guess are vocal best talents. vocal talents, male and or female in general. Mm. Okay, you feel me? I'm feeling that. And you know we're 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 masters of the of the vocal talent, right? Remember when you sang a song the other day? Mm-hmm. How'd that joint go? How'd that song that you were? It went a little bit like this. How'd it go again? Let me hear it. One banana is all it takes. Eating it from your snatch. <laughs> <laughs> yum yum. Uh huh. Eat a banana out my bum bum. Lizzo is chubby. Sam Smith is chubby. This chubby artist episode. This was a chubby artist episode. <laughs> Let me get a rap off. Let me slap off. Uh-huh. I'm going to get my cap off. Take my flyers jersey off and swing it around my head. Okay. Sam Smith is not dead. Okay. He's alive. Benny's shoe, shoe is stuck in the Wells Fargo <laughs> Center. It died. He ain't even clean up. What else? He just want to speed up. Okay. Sam Smith in the Speedo. Got dead horny. <laughs> It wasn't even boring. <laughs> Alex was touring, <laughs> snoring, roaring, like the 20s. Uh-huh. Snow bunnies. Okay. Listen. What else? Lizzo sexually harassed me last night. <laughs> I was so disturbed that I had to take flight. Okay. I'ma sue her for all the money she got, because she played the flute in my butt. <laughs> In my butt and then blew on it. George Washington. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson flute. She put it in a boot. Hey. Two, two. Two, Let's two. get it. Top five vocal talents. I won last week. You know, the fans was roaring. Mm-hmm. You know, the war, it was the roaring 20s, like Dave said. Mm-hmm. I get to pick who goes first. Benny's going first. <laughs> no, just Wait, my number one. <laughs> Benny's going first. And it's me and Benny's top five. I kicked you out of it for this oh, week. Okay. It's like, no. <laughs> we ain't prep Benny. Benny he got no artists ready. I'm going to go with Jesse Reyes. <laughs> number five. I'm going to go with Jesse Reyes. <laughs> Dave, mm-hmm. you're going first this week. Top five vocal talents, male and or female. Let's get it. All right. Uh, coming in at number five for me. Uh, this is where we separate. <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 who we got, um, man? Coming in at number five for me, though, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to really... This might be a little controversial for some people, but I think this one for me is about a longevity piece. Okay. And also, while this person is not the most vocal talented, I think... The vocal talent plus the other stuff 
is what made them be one of the biggest stars of all time. Okay. But you know, to be the biggest star of all time, that means your vocals got to be on point to a certain degree. You couldn't just be the biggest artist of all time without having some vocal talent. And I think this person definitely is above average. I'm going to start with Michael Jackson at number five. Ooh. Michael Jackson is number one on most people's lists of things. Yeah. But when it, in terms of vocal talent, I want to say he's in my top five because when you look at Michael as a child, when he was in the Jackson five, how great his voice was then, and then how he was able to transition once he hit puberty and went to adulthood and the way his voice changed, but he was still able to master that adult voice and build a whole career, you know, that, that stretch of his career, um, after his voice changed, I still think Michael's definitely among the best vocalists of all time. Although not number one, he still deserves his credit for the longevity of how great his voice was, how he was able to master two different voices, basically with his, when he was a kid, his voice was like super pure, kind of like more what you would think of a traditional all time vocal talent. Mm -hmm. But then when he became an adult, he kind of had to change his, his cadence up, his patterns, um, the way that he used his voice, but it was still amazing. I mean, we could we could list for days all the hits that Michael got, mm-hmm. and a lot of that is due to his vocal ability. I know a lot of people respected his singing ability in the studio, his ability to work, understand melodies, and all that. To me, all that in that package would put me to uh, put Michael at number five. So that's my number five is Michael Jackson. And you didn't play any of his music. No, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that because I need to go. <laughs> Dave smells dinner upstairs. He's <laughs> drawing them in like a like a cartoon pie you on the play window a track If you want, <laughs> the the food is like this to Dave's nostrils right now. <laughs> <Not the pie>. <laughs> <laughs> Stop fat shaming, Dezo, the Dezo. Oh, because of Lizzo and the. All right, that was weak. Michael Jackson is tough, and I was gonna put him at number five, but you just did, so <laughs> switch it up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, coming at number five for me, and I know we talked about this this uh, this woman or this lady, this wonderful artist. We talked about her. I want to say two weeks ago, and one thing that I harped about was I didn't like where she, the artist she has become now. Mm-hmm. But when that's not this argument, the argument is vocal talent. And in her heyday, my number five artist, Mariah Carey, might have been vocally one of the best singers we have ever heard. Mm -hmm. Again, hitting the high notes like nobody else. First off, Spanish, right? So, yay for us. Mm -hmm. Second off, she was was literally topping the... Who's the Mariah Carey Spanish? Huh? Who's the Mariah Carey Spanish? Who said that? I said that. She's not... No She white? I think she's half black, half white Is that what it is? I always thought she was Spanish Because <laughs> mom always played her in in the mornings <laughs> Just because your Puerto Rican mom played Mariah Carey Yo, because she's... mom only plays Spanish music So I was like, this might be a part of it <laughs> Yo, is she black and white? Can we, is that a Google? Can we do that? Somebody Google it I'm pretty sure Anyway, if she is black or white Whatever the case may be One of the best singers in her heyday At the top of her career mm-hmm. She could sing like nobody else she killed everything that she touched the music was great people what black and white dang alex just looked it up mm. all right well minus my number one she's not puerto rican anymore let me go look for another artist <laughs> but nevertheless um 
Yeah, Mariah Carey, I just can't say too much about her. We we talked about her a couple weeks ago. Dave, she was on your list for female artists, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or women artists. And um <laughs> She was on your list for women artists. And um <laughs> You don't have to correct yourself like that. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. I just think her voice is too iconic for to not being included on the list. Mm-hmm. And I th- I was gonna put Michael Jackson at five, but I'll, I'll I'll leave him a little higher on my list. So that's my number five, Mariah Carey. Mm. Who's your number four? Uh, actually, at number four, I'm gonna go with Mariah as my number four artist. We better not. First of all, Filipino. First of all, she's Filipino. <laughs> right. So, so there's that. Um, secondly, her voice was crafted by God. <laughs> um. And similarly to when I put her on the list of the the women artists of all time, um, the reason I can't put her at one is because she has kind of fallen off vocally. So I got to take the whole package into consideration. Um, And it's sad that she's fallen off vocally. But when she was at her peak, I don't know if there was any woman's voice who was more pure than Mariah Carey. Mm -hmm. Um, So arguably, she's had at her peak... The best vocals of any woman artist. So I will put her at four because I think amazing voice. It has fallen off lately. I mean, I can't unsee uh, the vocals, the vocal only track from when she did All I Want for Christmas Live at, um, what was it? Like the Rockefeller John, the tree lighting ceremony that one year. You can't unsee it. Have you ever seen that video? Is that the John where she was dressed up in the. Uh like the the Santa suit or whatever, like the red and the yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was it like f- there was some stretch of time where they were like uh, isolating just the vocals from live performances, just to show you how people really sound without all the background singers and the music and all that. And she sounded pretty terrible. It's like <laughs> one of the more hilarious viral videos <laughs> of all time. Um, I would play it right now, but I'm not trying to disrespect her because she's number four on my list. Right, and you trying to go eat, but and I'm trying to go eat. <laughs> Join us, so Dave. that's my number four is Mariah. <laughs> Coming in number four for me, Dave. Um, I'm gonna go Sam Smith. I'm gonna Ooh. go Sam Smith. Uh, his voice is up there for me, man. And I, I after seeing him live in person, it just changed mm-hmm. my opinion about him like even more. Like he's just he's up there, bro. Like his his liter- it might be better than the radio. Me and Benny were talking about it earlier. It might be better than his radio hits. Like his voice just is perfect. No, it doesn't need any help just does it on his own his backup singers were great but like you could clearly hear his voice like above the rest and he put on a great show it i don't know sam smith's voice and the, the way he sings the songs the way it comes out is just beautiful mm-hmm. literally I, I it's effortless it's effortless yeah he does that with no effort that's what effortless means oh okay okay i just <laughs> you know for alex he didn't know what that meant how you spell that? How you spell that? Ex pound. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's okay. my number four. Sam Smith, gotta right. go. Coming in at number three for me. Uh, this one is is at number three for uniqueness, um, for like the purity of the voice, uh, and and yeah, when you talk about unique voices, I don't think there's any more unique than Marvin Gaye. Mm. I'm gonna go with Marvin Gaye at three because when you hear Marvin Gaye's voice, it is unlike any other voice you've ever heard. And in all of the footage that I've seen of him singing live or singing like 
at a studio session or something. That's it. There's no manipulation of it. There's no editing and producing his voice. There's no engineering it to pitch it up or pitch it down. Like that was his voice. Super pure, super unique, um, really, really rich tone to his voice. I mean, mm-hmm. he has one of the greatest renditions of um, what is it? The Star Spangled Banner, the Star Spangled Banner that he sang at the NBA All-Star game back in 19, whatever. 70s or early 80s but 19 whatever um, yeah Marvin Gaye is like there's not really there's no comp right. to his voice mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately you know his life was cut short but I think had he had more years to be putting out more albums we just would have been in awe of how great he was so uh, I think his his voice probably would have matured very well too like he could have been singing for years and years mm-hmm. into his senior years but um I'll go I'll go number three Marvin Gaye And I'm hungry <laughs> So I'm not gonna play a track <laughs> I'm gonna just say that After everyone now Since you called me out uh, He said I gotta go do something <laughs> Lizzo's gonna be waiting upstairs For David shaking her head <laughs> Coming in number three for me um, this this uh, this woman is always on any list When it comes to voice for me Or artist in general mm-hmm. Adele 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 Thighs of a Sherpa As we always say <laughs> Beautiful voice You've never no. even seen her thighs Dad huh? <laughs> I ate a banana Off of that thigh <laughs> um, Nah man Adele's voice It gets better and better Each album she drops Like mm-hmm. she's matured so much From the artist that she was To the artist that she is now She's you know She's trying out new new things With music A little bit more fast paced not, not as sad as it used to be With her older music But when I see videos of Adele singing and hear her live, like I'm like, yo, this this John can sing, mm-hmm. like, and she British, Dave. You feel me? How you feel about that? Hey, Gov- Team Crimpets, Governor, Team Crimpets, Governor, Governor. But man, Adele, Adele's voice is just I I gotta include her on the list, and it's it's really difficult for me to. To not do that So She's going up there On my list mm. That's my number three Adele Okay Who's your number two It's getting down to it Dev it's, it's, it's gonna be The real artist now Coming in at number two For me Um Man this is really Really tough To choose between Two and one But For me I'll go ahead And go with Luther Vandross At number two mm. Um I think Luther Pretty much for his whole career I mean When you talk about a voice That has stayed pretty flawless From beginning to end From when he first started To to when he left His his voice Each of his songs His vocal capabilities Never wavered Amazing vocal artist Amazing vocal talent Has created some of the best Love songs and love ballads You ever heard Um, Has collaborated with some of the best singers And stood toe to toe with them like on on you know collaborative collaborative songs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. I would say Luther Vandross is up there. Had longer you know more longevity than somebody like Marvin Gaye, which is why I would put him ahead. Because at this point you got to start thinking about longevity of the voice. Um, how long did they stay sharp? Uh, yeah, I mean he could do it all. I feel like he could hit every note you could think of and do it really controlled. Um. Super rich sound Never sounded like nasally Or I don't think I've ever heard A, a live or a recorded rendition uh, You know song that he did That 
I felt there were issues with the vocal performance. Mm. Like Luther's just one of those, he just flawless victory every time. Yeah. So that would be my number two. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Luther Vandross is tough. And he's not going to make my top five. Damn. Because my number one and my number two are like, I couldn't. Number Coming to number two for me, based off of voice in general, you know, because David knows all of her songs. Because, you know, he's one of his her favorites. Aretha Franklin is coming in number two for me. Her voice, there's something about her voice. Like, I could just, I, I can never, it's one of those voices that are always going to stick out to me, personally. Like, Respect is one of her, it's like one of the best songs. The John I Say a Little Prayer for You mm-hmm. is another is a is another one of uh of the great songs that I <laughs> I say a little prayer for you. Yeah. <laughs> that John is tough. What about soup? <laughs> no, no, no. The, <laughs> she also did the John You Make Me Feel, the natural woman John. Perfect like perfect voice. Uh, Aretha Franklin is just I and I again like I can't sit here and like, yeah, yo, she was born in 1977. Like, she's one of the great. I can't do that. But I just know her voice. Like, when I hear it and when it comes off, it's like, I, it's beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. and sh- the way she hits those notes and how she's able to hold it for so long, you know what I mean? And like, what's the one song that I'm thinking about that, um, I don't know. I can't, it, it's not coming to my head right now, but, um, Shoop. <laughs> Shoop. <laughs> Uh, oh, um, she did the John. Um, wasn't did she do the John? Think you better think. Mm-hmm. What you trying to do to me? Hey, hey. Like fire! Like yeah. she's so good, bro. That that's why she's my number two. I Aretha Franklin's voice. I may not know the artist that well, like to be able to pick out, like name you her songs off the top of my head and just keep going, keep going. But her voice, when I hear it, bro, I just it's magical. Mm-hmm. I get lost. Yeah, shout out to Shoop. My favorite song And I'm hungry <laughs> By her um, Benny Who's your number one? Jesse right, Reyes So coming in number one for me Is Jesse Reyes No I'm kidding <laughs> I thought that was, I looked at him It's my It was Dave That was good dude Jesse No I Reyes. feel like he's one of the most Slept on singers um, A lot of people don't give him His credit But Freddie Mercury Yo The boy from Queen The boy from Queen Able to hit every note you could think of. The one? That's true. The boy from Queen. He did um Y'all seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. yeah. He was out there chewing gun. Apparently uh, something about <laughs> something about like the way the his gas station. Something about the way like his teeth was or something like that allows him to hit different notes. Oh yeah. Cause you know he had like a, a massive what underbite, I think, or yeah, overbite. It was I think it was over. I think it was over by two. But like the way his like mouth was shaped, it meant he could hit notes a certain way. They said something like that in the movie. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I didn't need you to impersonate it. It was just an anecdote, man. <laughs> Freddie Mercury coming in number one for me. Great voice. Yeah. yeah. Unique voice. I'm not mad Kinda at that. Kind of fits that one. Marvin Gayish description that I talked about. Like let's, super unique. Let's Marvin Gaye get it. <laughs> super unique voice, got a ton of hits. Um, yeah, that's a great one. There's a lot of there's a lot of vocalists that we've left off a of top five for sure. Yeah, Michael, it's kind of tough to pick five. Michael Jackson didn't make my five, and I thought he was. Damn. But as I kept thinking about it, I'm like, uh. like Celine Dion is an honorable. Let's just let's just run off like 20 honorable mentions real quick. Great singers. 
from my uh, Celine Dion. Yeah, um, Adele's not in my top five. Adele is yeah, a great vocalist. Michael Jackson's not in my top five, but I'll, uh, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Um, oh my God, how could you? Who's the boy from Journey? Um, uh, the, yeah. the original lead singer. The boy from Journey. I don't know his name. <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Journey's lead singer. It's not Freddie Mercury. Uh, uh, Does he have a, a notable like a uh, name? His name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in We Are the World and everything. He was in We Are the World. If he was in We Are the World, you tough. Except for like three people. <laughs> Them three white people that Michael Jackson was judging when they sang. Steve what? Perry. Steve Perry. Steve Perry. When you're down and out, there seems no hope at all. Yeah, Cindy Lauper and the other two that was next to her. They sucked, um, but everybody else was tough. No, he was. He is definitely good. You wouldn't put a... Oh, no, you said Adele. You said Adele. Yeah, oh. Steve Perry was great. Uh, um... You said, uh, did you, uh, you didn't say how you feel about Ray Charles, no? Mm, uh, I think Ray Charles was more just like a talented artist with the, uh, with the instrument playing and the composition stuff. We didn't put Prince up there. I don't think Prince is that great of a vocal talent. Beyonce, we didn't put up there. Beyonce is an honorable mention. We, uh, her best thing. Uh, <laughs> whose belly was that? Was that your belly? Alan's got to take a dump. <laughs> no, Alan's got to eat. Top five dump. He smelled, he smelled a food. Elvis is up there. Uh, um, yeah, too much tembleques. <laughs> <laughs> Mary J. Blige. We forgot about Mary J. Blige. Uh, I'm just looking through. Shaka Khan. Shaka has a great voice. Like yeah. individual talent, voice wise, she has a great uh, voice. I always loved Anita Baker's voice. Who's I don't you? know if I, yeah, maybe she's not the most vocally talented because her her register is very kind of in a pocket. But I always just loved her voice. Who? She didn't do that great at the NFC Championship game. No, I no she front. didn't. No, it was kind of like Frank Sinatra. Audible mention. Frank Sinatra. No, get out of here, bro. Aaliyah. The mafia? Frankie. You don't like Frankie? No, he's weak. Aaliyah. Sure. Aaliyah I think Aaliyah's is underrated But she's also not Anywhere near At the top of a I don't think I would Honorable mention her Teddy Pendergrass <laughs> Al Green had a great voice Al Green Al Green had a great voice yes. I mean there's a lot of Just vocally super talented people Al Green Um, That's true But who you got at number one though <sighs> Whitney Houston Yeah I'm gonna just stop you right there and say me too. Voice from an angel. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> so you can eat because you're hungry. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hungry. Say, I'm gonna say me too because that is my number one as well. And then, but we both going with Whitney because she was amazing. Just the the best the best voice ever. Yeah, the best voice ever. And she rest in peace. I sound um, just like her. I wish I had an overbite. She also. <laughs> She also was a person that you didn't, you never questioned her ability to sing. Like you didn't go to a concert and think that she was going to need all this <coughs> special engineering and mm-hmm. being mic'd up a certain way. Mm-hmm. She could just sing. Whitney's tough. We, do we really need an explanation at this point? I mean, no. you if you've heard um, um, "I Will Always Love You," then you don't. I feel like you don't need to hear anything else. That's a fact. That's like the that's the song. Too easy. That's the song. You just and her and like you said with the Marvin Gaye's. Uh, National anthem. I mean, she might have the most famous national anthem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is up there in the top five, three, whatever. She is number one, but she has the most famous one. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I mean her her list of hits goes on and on. Her vocal ability, everybody respect her. I'm sure all her peers respect her ability. Yeah. So it's it's really not even a question. I always love like thinking about that time period where it was like Whitney and Mariah kind of in the same window of fame. Right. And debating who has a better voice. Celine Dion was also kind of in that conversation during that time. Right, right, right. But I think Whitney overall has the the stronger vocal capability because the thing about Whitney's voice that's different from Mariah is how much power was behind it. Mm-hmm. So Whitney felt like you could put her in a stadium with no mic and she's and she, gonna yeah you can hear it through her voice is gonna ring off. Where yeah. Mariah's was more about the the uh, light and airiness to it, the high vocal regist- register that she could hit, Christmas. Like that whistle register. Um, Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Why did say Christmas? Yo, let's end the episode. I'm hungry. And that's our top five this week. Top five vocal talents. Listen, you already know what it is. I put my fucking dick on your chestnut, nigga. <laughs> Fuck out of it. That's hilarious. Y'all already know what it is. Follow us on Instagram at Uncle Dev Foo, mm-hmm. at Dave Cruz 267, at Cruz underscore control pod on Instagram, Facebook, Dev Cruz, Dave Cruz, Cruise Control fan page. And last but not least, follow the YouTube page at Cruise Control Pod on YouTube. And llama. <laughs> It's the boy Dev. It's the boy Dave. Alex off the camera. The man behind the camera. And we're signing off here on episode 90. Y'all, listen, I'm going to play y'all. I got the ending song. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play y'all a newer song. It's off of the new Travis Scott album. I still haven't listened to that. He still hasn't listened to it. Benny, you said you listened to it? I listened to like, I listened to like three tracks. Alex, you listened to it? What you think? Mic check, Alex. It's alright. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Alex talked on the side of his mouth. It's alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Freddie Mercury. Check. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the first track off the album, and I and I mess with this oh, beat okay. heavy. I fuck with this beat so heavy. I think it's called Hyena. That's <laughs> the name of this song. The situation. We are in at this time. Episode 90. For a good one. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> 10 more to 100. Quick math. Thank you for listening in. We love you guys. I can make my claim. Hell. Well. Hell. this big yeah. okay this shit is out of control i'm driving through hell and i didn't brought snow it's shining in here and i didn't brought gold i hear the sirens right out the chateau run me the info trying to hear what you did now how you came close Cause I get bobblehead like I done made pro I made Italian bread like I done made dough I be all around the map Write a show by myself like I'm Chelsea Handler Or write a series by my bitches like I'm Kelsey Graham Let me name the Jet Jayhawk cause it's out of Kansas You know it's bald and in my talk I'm in my Esperanza You know
know it's slamming water while we gotta fill the stands up with slaps in the anthems. Poetic justice, I got you in all my stances with your model stances. You everything I know about it. Know about it. Know about it. Know about it. Episode 90. Where you shall go. We love you guys. 